0: Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host who secretly craves getting words of praise from others, Dr. Grace Lee words of praise. Yes, that is definitely my inner child. Have you ever read the book about Uh, it was like Chapman wrote the book called The Five Love Languages. And one of them was like words of affirmation. I think that is my primary love language, you know, words of affirmation. And I think my secondary one is definitely acts of service. I mean, it wasn't always this case, but definitely now I think I really do cherish words of affirmation. Speaking of which, so career revisionist has hit a milestone recently. I, I checked on kind of like the back end of things, and I've noticed that I have listeners all over the world, including Malaysia, Singapore, there was Poland as well, Australia, United Kingdom, United States, Canada, and there was Malaysia. I don't remember if I mentioned Malaysia, but Germany as well. So if you're listening, you're from those countries, thank you for tuning in. And if you have any questions for me, just go to careerrevisionist.com. And choose your favorite podcast, subscribe to my podcast, and there's ways that you can leave reviews and questions for me. So put in line there, let me know what you want to hear more of. And if you have any questions, I always pay attention and I love to pick questions from my listeners and answer them in my next episodes. So today I'm talking about a subject that is close to my heart, goes right back to my academic roots. And it's the question I'm answering today is how do you know if college is right for you? And I have to say that when I chose to go to college, I did not have the self-awareness to ask this question at all. In fact, for me, there was no question about it that, I needed to go to college. And for me, the way that I saw academia, the way I saw college university was that it was my ticket to freedom and my independence. But of course, I grew up under quite extreme circumstances and I didn't have parental provisions. I didn't have parents who was providing for me financially or supporting me through college. And I felt that in order for me to have the independence I want in life, I needed to have an education. And that was like the only thing I could think of right now. So at that moment, you know, 16 years old, it was the only thing I can think of. So I didn't have the self-awareness to ask the question, is college right for me or is there another way? And so in hindsight, looking back hindsight, um, I Realize that it was the right choice for me. But I realized that if I had gone through what I'm going to share with you today in this episode, if I had gone through that those considerations, I'd have a much stronger position. So this is what I'm going to answer for you. I mean, most educators out there assume that college is necessary for students who want to be successful, right? But in spite of all this pressure to apply for college and go to college, many people still wonder if that post-secondary education is actually worth it. And that's one of the questions that I get asked most often, people who are considering certain degrees like PhD, and they're asking me, is it worth it? Should I get a PhD? Do you need to get a PhD? Right? So how do you know if college is right for you? And No doubt, I mean, I'm going to be just straightforward and honest with you. A college degree is a significant investment of time, money, and personal resources, right? So that's why it's more important than ever to make sure it's the right choice for your own life. And you might feel that you don't have a choice, but when you take a step back and you take yourself out of the equation and you really look at the facts of it, you really do have a choice. And I understand, I get it, that sometimes there are these expectations, maybe your own or other people that have an influence on you and have that strong hold on you. But when you step back and I'm going to give you five questions, you know, so today I'm going to give you five questions to ask yourself so you can decide for yourself without that guilt or without those expectations that are perhaps not your own. Okay, so here we go. Five considerations, five questions to ask yourself so you can decide for yourself if college is right for you, if I could, ha- if I had a drum right here, I'd roll the drums right now. So, number one, first question is: Ask yourself, what are my goals? So, think about what you want in your future career. For example, if you dream of being an accountant, a lawyer, a family doctor, and you know, then these goals, you know, these professional, these professions they would call them. So, they they require specific expertise and academic credentials, right? So, in that case. If your goals are to have a profession like doctor, lawyer, accountant, um, specialty, you know, any specialty in the healthcare, then you would require expertise and academic credentials, and in that case, your the, coll- the college degree is an important requirement. So that's always a good good starting point when you're considering if college is right for you, is to look at your career goals. And sometimes right off the bat, you can eliminate the, the, the possibility of a decision when you know that if that's your ultimate goal, then yes, I do need college. I do need to go to college because they require a degree, a certain degree. right? So that is the first consideration. But for example, if your goal is to work in retail management, for example then that's where your work experience can trump educational credentials and that type of career path is not necessary to have a college degree or 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 academic credentials so the first step in figuring out if college is right for you is to figure out what you want and what are your career goals right and and how i decided and I mentioned that it, it was a no brainer for me because it just made sense that if I for me at that time as a 16 year old, it made sense for me that if I wanted the independence that I needed to go to to go to college and university because that was my ticket to having that freedom. Right. But at the same time, you know, when the, the way I decided to pursue a Ph.D., the way I decided to go into neuroscience was really of a personal nature when when I was eight years old, I was. In, you know, with my with my family at the time, you know, I, my, my parents, my mother, father, and I had a brother at the time, we were involved in a car accident and my mom was the one that was driving and she had suffered a traumatic brain injury and she was in a coma and she didn't recover from the coma. And so she passed and I was eight years old at the time. And when the news was broken to me, when, when, when you know, nurse came into my room and she, she broke the news to me that my, my mom didn't make it and it you know from an, from the eyes of an 8-year-old it was tragic you know my life changed and i didn't comprehend the gravity of the situation at that moment yet but i also didn't understand why the doctors were not able to help her you know cuz it from my from my eyes you know they helped me and they helped my other family members so why weren't they able to help her i couldn't comprehend that as a child and as i got older I asked more questions on, okay, exactly what happened. And I tried my best to, I tried my best to gather the data on what exactly happened, what exactly happened. And so that's how I, I learned that it was a a coma. She had a, a, it was a head on collision and she had a brain injury into the windshield. At that time, there were no airbags in, in the vehicle we were in. And so that was the beginning of my interest in helping brain injured people. And myself, myself, included in that car accident, I, I had a I broke my neck. So I'm not in a wheelchair, but I was really close. I was, I mean, I remember the the physician came into the room, the attending came in and with the MRIs, and then there was x-rays as well. He told me that I was really close to becoming, a, really close to being a quadri- quadriplegia. And I also didn't understand the gravity of it, you know, being an eight-year-old. But, you know, as I got older and I got curious, I started looking into these things and into my medical history and so that is also neuroscience and really these personal experiences when taken together was what seeded my interest in neuroscience brain injury and everything brain related and as you know you go through high school and then my first year of college that was when I realized how little we know about the human brain and how that field in neuroscience was one that had a lot of discoveries that needed to be that needed to be uncovered. So that was how it was a person, my personal story of how I wanted to help brain-injured people and to how I chose my major. Right, so so, number two, uh, the second question that you can ask yourself to decide for yourself of college is that you can ask yourself, what is my level of enthusiasm for school? But you want to think about whether you like attending classes and whether or not you have positive feelings about the academic nature of school. Right. Because there is this whole world out there when you are in academia, what that looks like and what that structure is like. I mean, it's like high school in the sense that you have a classroom. There's a there's someone with credentials standing in front of it, teaching you things. And then you have homework, assignments, exams. That structure is similar. Right. So if you like attending classes, do you have positive feelings about academic nature? And maybe you enjoy some of the social features of school more than the actual classes or the actual classroom structure. So that's worthy of consideration. Right. Or maybe you've not found school to be a positive academic experience and your struggle with school affects your attitude towards it. Right, So that's something. So those are some things that you might want to consider of about your level of enthusiasm for school, because when you begin on this journey and you do choose to go to college it is a significant investment on your time and we're looking at a minimum if it is a university degree you know, a four-year degree if you are not enthusiastic at all about it then that is something you might want to take into consideration right so whatever your situation may be just assess how enthusiastic you are for going for at least let's say 2 to 4 more years of school right and So for me, when I was in high school, like I enjoyed learning and I enjoyed classroom learning. For me, that was my strength. Being in a classroom, learning from a teacher standing in the front and then taking exams and doing assignments, that type of academic learning, didactic learning was my strength. So I actually like I thrived in high school and it wasn't it wasn't just about getting straight A's which I did. I mean, I got straight A's. I was on the honor roll every year in high school. But it was more than just that. It was the fact that when I was learning, that's when I felt like I was in my true element, learning new things. And everything was so fascinating to me in high school. So I was definitely enthusiastic about academics, academia, and that type of learning. So that's how I knew that it was just going to be a continuity, a continuation of high school and that was something that, that I was really looking forward to because it's a whole new level right so then yeah assess for yourself how how likely you are to continue that enthusiasm and if you're not if you haven't been enthusiastic in your previous experience in academia how likely are you to gain newfound enthusiasm right okay so number 3 ask yourself is my learning style compatible with academia So this question is a little bit different from the previous one, right? It's about it's about having a self-awareness of whether or not you like learning by participating in a classroom or if you find that you learn better alone in a room reading by yourself. Right. So this is there's this whole conflict, I mean, between formal education and self-education. Right. Neither one of those is better than the other. They both have their merits. Right? It all depends on what your learning style is compatible with. Right, so think about whether or not you have the skills that are valuable for success in college. And these skills include like really good writing skills, reading, note taking, test taking, like those types of skills that allow students to do well in the academic setting. They, how do you have those skills that are valuable to do well? And it doesn't mean that you have to be the best of the class, but do you have them? At such a level that you can survive, or you can go well, and you can pass the classes, and that you won't find yourself feeling miserable, or that you don't belong there, or that something there, there's a gap there that will make you overly frustrated. You know, but yeah, it doesn't mean that if you don't have the skills that you shouldn't go to college. But assessing the skills you have that point you towards success in college will be a good start. Right? It's a good starting point for you to figure out what you need to do to ensure that you make the most out of your time, you know, most of your time there if you decide to go. So if you don't have the skills right now, you're thinking, I don't think I have those skills honed down for me to do well in college and university. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't go if you feel that that is still what you want to do. It doesn't mean that you can't develop those skills or improve upon them with time, right? And while you're assessing your starting point, you will develop more clarity on whether college is right for you right and the whole time i was in university i i don't i can't say that i did well in that type of learning in terms of test taking and note taking and that i never preferred learning by myself in a room that wasn't i wasn't black or white in fact i preferred being alone too and learning by myself so i was definitely an autodidact which means I'm a self-learner. I go and research topics that I'm interested in and I learn new things outside of the classroom. I definitely had that inclination as well. But I also had the skills of you know, learning to read better and learning to write to have those skills to do well in the classroom. So number four. Number four is to ask yourself, what are my financial resources? So regardless of where you go to college, You'll need to account for all the costs of this educational path. The costs for tuition are so different depending on the college. And it also depends on the location you're in and whether it's a public university or a trade school or however that institution is structured. So the costs will vary, but it's important that you have that you do the research so that you can have a realistic expectation on what you'll be paying for tuition. And in addition, apart from tuition, I mean, you need to consider the cost of living, room and board, if that's what you de- decide to do, and all of the other costs associated with the next two to four years of the degree or the, or the diploma or the credential that you're going to be participating in. If you can't afford to pay for college straight up, then you need to have a financial plan, right? And if you do decide to get a student loan, then just get familiar with the policies on when you must pay back the loan and the interest rate. Because there are some student loans out there that allow you this grace period of six months or however many months or years after you graduate that they won't, that you won't start accruing interest yet. right? So they allow you time after graduation to find a job, get your first job, and then a few months later, then they will start charging interest. But before that, you're still interest-free interest and they're not expecting you to pay back yet. So every loon, loan has a different policy. So you want to get familiar with your financial plan. And if it does include a loan to get familiar with the policies and the structures of paying back that loan, then based on your eventual career goals, you might want to consider how much you will be able to afford to pay on the average starting salary for that job. You know, cause if it is six months, let's say that that student loan gives you six months of interest free and you have that grace period, then with the career trajectory, that you predict after graduation you know how much will you be able to afford to pay on that on the average salary of the starting position so these are just some considerations to make sure that you aren't putting yourself so far into debt and and that you have plans on on paying back the loans if you are going that direction as well so fourth number four number four is asking yourself can i achieve my career goals in another way this question is important, especially if your financial plan doesn't cover a big enough portion of the cost associated with going to college. You know, it's possible that, let's say, if you're going to, you want to go international and you're applying for a student loan in a bank in your company or a national student loan in your, com- in your country, and, they, and you have to disclose that you're going to university in another country, maybe they, won't, they may not cover the entire tuition costs of it right and that has happened to me cuz when i went to do my master's degree i was doing it international in the united kingdom and my country canada at that time did not provide enough loan to cover the entire tuition so then your financial plan you know you have to plan for these things as well so then your the question is, can I achieve my career goals in a different way? So revisit your career goals and see if there if there are specific education or certification programs that require less time and investment than a traditional college program to achieve the career goals, right? And a side benefit to taking an, an alternative education program is that you don't have to take elective courses that have nothing to do with your ultimate career goals. Because I remember in, in my undergrad degree, my bachelor's degree, so by the time second year came along they required me to choose my major and I chose to major in biochemistry. And of course when you you choose a major there's a curriculum that you have to follow and you have to uh, you have to achieve certain degree credits per semester in order to pass. And every semester they required a minimum amount of uh, of elective courses and these were anything Courses in a different department, a different faculty outside of science, and so I chose things like you know arts, um, classical studies, um, history, philosophy, you know courses like that, or a different or a different language. I learned Spanish as well, and so. You're taking these electives that have nothing to do with your ultimate career goals, but they're they're part of the degree requirement. So if your your financial plan doesn't cover the financial costs, and you're looking at other ways to achieve your 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 career goals in other education or programs, then the advantage to that is you those programs, those certification programs, don't have elective courses. So you're not paying for courses that have nothing to do with your ultimate career goals. Right. So, then, right. So let me give you, give you an example. Many allied health professions like chiropractors um, and anesthesiologists, those require a degree. You know and, and there's nothing there's no way around that. If you want if your ultimate career goal is to be an allied health profession like that, and there are many others too, then you must get a degree There's no, no way around that. But there are other allied health professions like a medical assistant or a registered nurse that do not require a degree. And in that sense, if that's your ultimate career goal, then you can achieve that career goal in a different way by going to a certificate program for nurses or for medical assistance. And therefore you're paying less, you know, because it's not a degree-granting institution, and you also don't need to take those elective courses. Right? So check out, do your research and check whether or not you can achieve your career goals with a job-specific certification, like going to a trade school instead of a university, or even if you can achieve it through on-the-job training. So those are some ways that, some things that you can, can can consider to get and achieve what you want in your career without necessarily having to go to college, especially if that's not your thing, right? So the bottom line is that while successful graduation from college it is an asset, I'm not going to lie, it's an asset, but it's not the right choice and it's not worthwhile for everyone. So you do have to consider what your individual career's career goals are and whether like you truly need that expertise and credentials that a four-year college degree can provide. Right? And if you do, and if that is your ultimate career goal and and you do require that the degree requirements, then there's no way around that. Then you do have to find choose. Then it's all a matter of choosing the college in the right in the location that you that you want to to take that degree. But instead, this whole decision, you shouldn't be feeling obligated to get a degree just because that's what you feel you must do. Or because someone told you so, or that's the the society's norm, right? Those those aren't those aren't good reasons for you to feel like you need to go to college. Or because you feel like a failure if you didn't finish college or if you didn't start in college, right? Those those aren't those aren't healthy drivers of going to college and they're not going and it's not the right reasons for enrolling and and committing all that time and energy into college, right? Instead, it should really be a decision based on having really careful thought about what the college degree would mean for your professional life and also what it would mean for your future finances, you know, because when you are complete that training, that extra training, what 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 picture do you have for yourself about your lifestyle? What picture do you have about yourself on your, on your financial situation? Right. So it should really align to that. And it should also align with your ability to commit to college for all the years that you're there. Right. So if you feel that, So let's say, for example, if you feel that you have never been enthusiastic in the classroom, then what's the likelihood that you'll be able to commit for all the years of college while you're there? Will that be easy for you, or would it be really frustrating? So remember, your your own career narrative is is really unique to you, and the path that you choose to take to achieve your ultimate career goals really should be one that works for yourself and not anyone else. And it doesn't mean that you have to be disagreeing like disagree with your parents or 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 your teachers or any of your older peers or members of your family it doesn't mean that you're disagreeing with them but it means that you're making an an empowered decision for yourself as an adult in choosing what is right for you so i hope this was helpful if you enjoyed my content i invite you to visit careerrevisionist.com And subscribe to my podcast. I am on iTunes and also on various Android platforms as well. So if you visit that website, you can choose your favorite platform and subscribe to my podcast. Also, leave me a review. Your reviews are really important to me. If you have any questions, leave them in the reviews as well. And I'm happy to pull your question out and address it in my next podcast.